Welcome to this episode of Better Product Launch, where we're sitting down with a founder to give you an inside look into their new product launch. Today, we're talking to Kel Rakowski, CEO and founder of Lex, the tech-centered social app that connects queer community. Kel, it's so awesome to have you on the show today. It's so great to talk with you. I'm super excited. Let's start at the beginning. Just tell us, like, first of all, what is Lex? I mean, you said it in the intro, but <laughs> Lex is the tech-centered social app that connects queer community. But it's been a long journey just to get to where Lex is and even the name Lex. So I guess I just want to backtrack because I'll tell the full story <laughs> because I think it's the only way to, yeah. to explain where we are now. So six years ago, I came out and I was really struggling to connect with other people in the community and learn about queer culture, lesbian history. And so what I did was turn to the internet to find my people and really educate myself about queer history through books, reading, through films. And I did that while digging through the internet. And I started an Instagram account called Herstory. And that now has nearly 165,000 followers. And along the way, I found these really cool magazines called On Our Backs. And in the back of every issue were these personal ads written by the readers of the magazine. And they, I just fell in love with them. They were just so hot, funny. And I really wanted to share them on this Instagram account, Herstory. So I, I started screenshotting them, sharing them, and people really love them. And I got to a place where I was like, wait, why don't we try doing this ourselves and write our own personal ads? So the idea for Lex is really coming out of the idea of old school newspaper personal ads. And so they're completely text-based and Lex currently is completely text-based. And what people would do on Instagram from Herstory evolved to another uh, Instagram called Personals. And people would submit their own personal ads through Google Docs. I would format, post, make screenshots, and then post them on Instagram, tag people's handles. And people were able to check out each other through their Instagram handles. They could comment on the ad, cheerlead the person. But basically, the idea was, I wanted people to become more thoughtful and and define exactly who they were and what kind of relationship they're looking for beyond the selfie and swiping of like say the mainstream dating apps which at the time when I was coming out I was on them frequently but you really were just looking at one photo and what could you glean from a person from this photo with a cute emoji attached so I really wanted to have people write more and think deeper about themselves. And so this Instagram account called Personals really took off. I gained, I had to limit submissions to only a two day period each month. And in those two, day, two days, I would get hundreds of submissions, which I would then format and post. So it got to a place where I felt like there really is something here and I wanted to make an app for this community that I feel is really overlooked. And I felt like if there was such a demand for this Instagram account, there must be something more here. So in 2018, I raised money on Kickstarter 
I raised about $50,000. I also had started charging for these personal ads to be posted $5 to ensure your ad was posted. I saved this money. I threw fundraising parties. And then I found a really great developer based in Berlin. His name is Rafal. He's now our CTO. And he built the product over the course of a year and a half while working at other jobs. The same for me. I was working my day job as a photo editor at a magazine. And we released our MVP in November 2019. So about one year ago. I'm curious because I want to talk about that transition from Instagram to app because I think it's so interesting that what inspired you originally about the classifieds, it almost like there there is like this like nostalgia of going back and looking at them. It sounds like people really connected with that when you shared those like images of them through history. But then taking that idea and then bringing it out into the world. So it wasn't just like people were like, oh, what a cool way that people used to connect. It's like, oh, like this is a way that existed and we forgot about it. And it's something that was really powerful and like bringing that back. So you you brought that back, but then like you almost started to like, you proved a, like a product market fit before you were ever like even trying to by like being kind of overwhelmed with these submissions. So I'm curious, like as you talk about transitioning from Instagram to the app, what was important to like keep about that? Because there is like a lo-fi feel to like people sending you, you know, doing Google, like submitting via like Google Docs and, and yeah. there. What were you trying to keep? Like what was, in, what was the core of then personals now Lex that you wanted to make sure stayed in that transition? My number one goal to start was like, I just didn't want to do the work anymore. <laughs> I wanted people to be able to write their personal whenever they wanted to press send and it would go off into the world. And then I, they wouldn't depend on me so much. But what was really important was that people were able to write a personal ad whenever they wanted and they could see it post live. You could also search, you can search keywords. So if you're interested in certain type of person or certain hobby, you could find other users with that same through the search. And then you could also sort by location. You can also sort by age. It was also really important to me to keep the worldwide aspect of it. Since on Instagram, we are able to reach people all over the world. I really wanted our product available, not just for like New York City, but the whole world. And people were able to connect and in so many different ways. Immediately, we had ads written all over the globe within the first month. The one thing that was super popular on Instagram were the comments, the ability to comment on people's personal ad. But we were unable to do that right with the MVP because it does take a lot of moderation and a lot more work and we just didn't have the funding to do so. So we kind of kept the the core things that were important and now we have a lot to build off of so november 2019 you launched it's almost been a year so tell me about the first year so you you we we talked before we got started recording that you really feel like this is kind of the mvp that's in the world this is like proving the value getting people on so so tell me about how this first year has gone 
I, I just remember the first day that I came out, I was working at my job. And then all of a sudden, it was like my life was turned upside down because it was really popular from the very beginning. We had just a lot of traction because we had built the community on Instagram. So we we're able to translate that group of people on the app. But then we got new people on the app from the App Store, Google Play. And we still were thinking of Lex as a dating app, or at least that was like the origin of it because they're personal ads or misconnections. It's still very much like dating. But the way that the Lexers, we call our users Lexers, use the product within the first month were for so many different kinds of relationships, for advice, to seek housing, to organize protests, share recipes, start tennis clubs. (laughs) Like, I mean, the sky was the limit. So when we realized that our attraction was really good, we were doing well. I mean, I really took this, you know, at the time project in baby steps because I wasn't from the tech world. I felt very outsider. I barely had heard what a VC or investor was. But what ended up happening is I got introduced to different women founders who came up to me and were like, you're doing something really great. Let's let's take it to the next step. And so I had some people that were helping me guide, guide me and I put together a pitch deck that fall. And then by the by February, I was started pitching. And what we were pitching is that we're building Lex into the first queer social network. And that's what we're working on right now. And we closed our seed funding July 1. That's so exciting. Well, I'm curious. So you have this community, you have this built-in community that's really always been with you. They they made that transition transition with you. I would imagine too that Lex's there's a there's a word of mouth the queer community i think is so mm-hmm. if you like something i think it per, it per like it permeates very quickly i think people are really you know happy to pick up something on recommendation from another queer person i'm curious like do you feel a responsibility or or how has the queer community been a part of building the product i know that like you're you're very interactive with the community lexis on on social media like what what role does the community play in shaping the product going forward it's just completely linked to the community. I mean, without them, we wouldn't have Lex <laughs> simply be, because their funding made it happen. But the, we continue to use social, yes, to connect. And um, on Instagram, we have a vibrant community still, and we kind of show what's happening within the product on the Instagram. But then we just hired an amazing PM, Mayan, and she started the end of September and what we're doing now is user research. So again, just leaning on the community, asking who wants to be part of this. And within like an hour, we got 500, over 500 people. <laughs> like the, the person who does I, user research, I'm very <laughs> jealous because it is so hard to recruit. That's amazing. Yeah. Like I think the other thing, like you were saying, like the word of mouth and the spreading, like, I think what a lot of people don't understand is that there's really nothing out there that really speaks to this group of people that has been a hundred percent built for them. 
and centering them and their identities. And I also speak about how Lex is less about sexuality, sexuality and more about gender identity. And that's really important to us is to always talk to the community to figure out what features we should build because this is completely for them. And our team is a hundred percent queer. We're just like in it <laughs> for the long haul. And we really want to make something special and also super high quality and a really great experience. So the, the queer identity in and of itself is it's can be, can be complex and it's always changing. So how do you, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking at your product manager, you know, or just even how you, how you think about, you know, we, a lot of times we build personas or something, we have all these, all these product tools, yeah. which can flatten people down. And so mm. when you think about your users and you think about your community, how do you kind of support the complexity of the people who use Lex? Yeah, I think it's just about talking to as many people as possible and really keeping ear to the ground of what's happening. We are starting to work with the persona, like you mentioned. I mean, there are some simple things like the power user. Those are pretty easy to pick out. But also people of color, queer people of color, black and brown Lexers, they might want a specific feature that a white person doesn't necessarily need to find their community. And so we're, we're also talking to POC to make sure Lux is right for them and that it's a safe space as well. So we definitely try not to flatten and I want it to be as like fulfilling to as many people as possible. And I know the queer experience is very intense and I know the word queer is also like a blanket term and what does it really mean? Um, we're using the word as LGBTQIA, but we're also using it for all kind of gender identities, uh, for non-binary, gender, queer, trans, any person that identifies under the spectrum of queer is welcome on Lex. That said, like we still, because we're coming from a place that is more lesbian history and culture, there is more of that side of queer rather than the cis gay men side of queer, which I think is fine that everyone is welcome as well. I think it was so interesting too about Lex, especially the kind of the MVP that you put in the world is it, it is so open, like you said, in what people can post. You haven't necessarily said, I'm a this looking for this. Here's some very specific attributes about me. You know, I smoke, I have cats, whatever. But it's like you have almost left it open for this emergent behavior to, to come about. You've, you've not necessarily categorized this is how people need to interact with each other. Or this is how this thing needs to work. And I think that that lends itself really well to not trying to like kind of box people well, in. And then, and I wonder if that's a strategy you'll keep going forward. Yeah. I mean, the same thing with the binary system of mainstream dating apps, like that's just not going to work for us. Like, you're a man or a woman and then you match or whatever. So the matching, the binary, we want everything much more fluid, open. And then once we start building, I touched upon earlier with you how we're building it to be a queer social network. There's just going to be so much happening, so many different ways you can connect and you might find your 
future partner while you're chatting in like the book club group of Lex. Like we just want everything more in a mix and, and just much more fluid and open and, and not so definitive. I really want to get to talking about the next, but before we do, I have to ask about the brand. So, oh yeah. Uh, so the brand is, I don't know. I've never had, I don't I've never had the words to like specifically describe it. It's so bold and I feel like it's so, it breaks so many rules of like what you would expect of, especially a lot of the like blands, you know, that have come out of, uh, I think a, a lot of, um, the B2B SaaS world, but tell me about the brand and, and like how it ties to the idea and, and like kind of what Lex is at its core. There's a couple of things. Partly the brand comes out of just the DIY aspect of our roots, our beginning with so little money, super scrappy. Just finding a friend to photograph, to do a shoot at my other friend's apartment with a bunch of friends. Like that is our launch shoot that we have that you might have. The branding that's on our website or the photos that we use on our website are part of that identity or part of that, the scrappiness. You feel we use the disposable cameras. We, <laughs> we also had a friend that's a professional photographer, but I think it's just keeping that grit or edge that I think of queerness it can attach itself to or like my entry into queerness is this way. I mean, everyone's different, but to me, it just makes it stand out in a way, like you're saying, in the the world of the blands or the mainstream products, like we're not that. I kind of want everything to be not what you think of as the mainstream. So like even the photo, like since we're not photo based, we're text based, like everything's a bit opposite of what is out there but also we just wanted to be like grittier have that like gen z aesthetic Um, a lot of our users are younger and that's the demographic we're kind of working towards relating to 33 percent of gen z now identify as lgbtq so (laughs) but also a lot of the brand it's all inspired by history. Like I do a lot of research. I've always done it. So I, I find inspiration in cultural artifacts from the past or magazines that were queer zines from the past. And we're kind of like taking that language or typography or colors and bring that into the current aesthetic. It reminds me of like a bookstore from college that like they used to do like my friend would like do slam poetry at like it, honestly the brand the brand feels very I mean maybe because I'm older I'm definitely not a Gen Zer like I'm an old millennial I think the brand feels really nostalgic for me in interesting ways that I just I do I it, like it, I really yeah, I love yeah. everything about it I mean I feel like I re- I I feel like I relate to the Gen Z aesthetic which is like definitely a throwback to the 90s because I was a teenager in the 90s <laughs> so I like it's like me like I relate to them I know I know what the aesthetic is we're trying to get get into the world but um, I also just think it works with our product and our brand and I continue to want to have this like edgier look even when we have a lot of funding (laughs) not right now but like in the future like I always want to keep that okay I love I love that I love that 
All right. So let's talk about what's next. So MVP kind of dating focus, but it was, it was very open and you could kind of use it however it made sense to you. So now you're really focused on building the social, this, the social like community. So to talk to me a little bit about what's next and kind of how you're going to get there. Up until this point, we didn't have much funding. So, so July one, we closed our seed round and then the last quarter we focused on building our, our core team. So we're able to hire engineers. We have our PM. Um, we have a really great social and brand manager, Anita. And what we're doing now is doing user research that determine what features we'll start building. But the features that we're thinking about, like I mentioned before, are the commenting, the user created groups, everything that starts to bring the conversation with multiple people really opening up the conversation and the energy and the boldness of Lex. Right now it's a little quiet <laughs> because it's so bare bones um, with our MVP, but we're, we're working to make it a much more vibrant community with so many more different conversations happening and so many more ways to bring your friends in and really talking about Lex as a social network and making sure people understand this is for people in monogamous relationships. <laughs> you can find your book. You can organize your book club. You can start your tennis group. You can find uh, recipes and share plants and <laughs> do whatever you need to do. Um, queer parents as well. Anything that has to do with queer life, you would come to Lex. It would be a resource. That's awesome. I'm so excited. I think it's going to be really great. It's going to be really awesome to see kind of how you take what you've got mm-hmm. and what's working and grow. And then, but like, like you said, keep that, um, that like edge, keep that grittiness and, and those like emergent opportunities there as well. The one thing we didn't talk about was the name actually. And I, oh, yeah, I do really, I love that story. So yeah, t- tell oh, us yeah. a little bit about the, uh, the, the background of the name. So what ended up happening is we were previously called personals on Instagram, but the word personals is just to, um, I guess widely known because we had a Facebook page and we realized that most of the people joining the Facebook page were cis straight men because they would literally type in the word personals looking for personals <laughs> from straight people. So we came to the conclusion we needed to change the name to make sure at least that would deter straight cis men from downloading that app. So we changed our name to Lex right before we launched in November. Um, we announced it then. But there's a couple different ways we think about Lex. Lex is a word that is short for lexicon, which because we're a language-based text product. We're definitely interested in how language and lexicon works within Lex. But then I learned that there was a a queer lesbian club in San Francisco called the Lexington Club. And everyone called it the Lex. I think it closed recently. But that was an exciting connection that just kind of happened. So we like that as well. Thanks for listening to the show this week. If you're looking for more resources on how to design, build, market, and sell better products, 
then head over to betterproduct.community to join, well, the community. And as always, we're curious, what does better product mean to you? Shoot us an email at podcasts at innovatemap.com.